0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. Let's get
1: it. All football all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Brian Baldinger. This is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger, your host. I'm here every day. Monday through Friday. This is Friday's edition right here of Week 11, and it kicked off last night in Baltimore. And Baltimore had a resounding, convincing AFC North victory, which kind of puts them in the driver's seat with 10 days off as Pittsburgh and Cleveland uh, go at it this weekend. But the AFC North is much CTV. It was last night. But, you know, we got to talk about just what happened in that game, because early on, the Ravens lose Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews has been such a big part of Lamar Jackson's success. Red zone, third downs, touchdowns. The guy is a phenomenal player. Uh, It's a terrible loss. His ankle got rolled up. I don't even want to look at it. Honestly, Logan Wilson was just making a tackle on him. And uh, the ankle got caught on the grass and the tackle. And he snapped his ankle. Like, he's done for the season. It's, It's horrible. It's a horrible loss. But Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kolar were drafted last year. I think both in the fourth round. Um, And both of them stepped up last night. And that's kind of what you have to do in this industry and in this business. And Charlie Kolar out of Iowa State. uh, fourth Big big kid. I remember doing some of his games when he was a freshman. Um, Iowa State kind of stole him from the University of Michigan. So, anyways... Two young tight ends that they drafted a year ago are now going to have to man that position. On the other side, we saw Joe Burrow go down with uh, after a touchdown throw to Joe Mixon. And I don't know what to make of it. I don't think anybody does. They're calling it a wrist industry, uh, a wrist injury. Um, The touchdown throw gave Cincinnati the lead 10 to 7. Uh, They were right in the thick of it. And then we saw Joe Burrow just grab his – just go down and just grab his wrist uh, when he made the throw, just a little short throw to the flat. Didn't look like anything was bothering him before that, to be honest with you. Um, I know that they had pictures, a video of him coming in with with kind of a wrist guard on uh, when he came to Baltimore. Uh, But I don't know. I I didn't see any – I didn't see any signs of a bad wrist. Then we saw him on the sideline literally not being able to even grip a ball. It's scary because, quite frankly, we need Joe Burrow in this league. Like, it's just a much better league when we have an elite quarterback there week in, week out. And without Joe Burrow, when he went down, it kind of fell apart. Uh, Nothing against Jake Browning, but you just wonder what Cincinnati was thinking about. Like, not to have a veteran quarterback that has played in this league after what Joe Burrow went through this summer you know, where, you know, that calf injury was real. It was severe. It bothered him the whole first month of the season. They're like, okay, well, we'll just go with Jake. Well, it's not good enough. And we've seen this many times before. The backup quarterback isn't good enough. He's not ready for prime time. He's not ready to go help you win a game. He's he's incapable of stepping up. And that's not a knock on Jake. He did the best he could. But you just think that a team that is built for the postseason, built for January run um, built to compete in the toughest division of football in the AFC North. Like you'd have a better answer at the backup quarterback position, which gets us to Lamar because Lamar was sensational last night. And, you know, once Mark Andrews went down, he had, he was 16 to 26. I don't know, 270 yards, two touchdowns, not a hint of a turnover. He had a lucky throw to, Uh, Nelson Aguilar over the middle that was tipped by uh, Jermaine Pratt and fell into the waiting arms of Nelson Aguilar, won 37 yards for a touchdown. I mean, look, lucky plays happen in this league. They just do. So, uh, but other than that, Lamar was really good. And look, they're still trying to get these deep shots down to Zay Flowers to Odell Beckham. They're still trying to get these shots down the field. They got one to Odell for 51 yards. Um, They got one out of probably five misses and it's sometimes it's the last thing to come in an offense. I remember Troy Aikman saying, even, you know, in his hall of fame career, he said, the last thing that you develop as a quarterback and for him was the deep ball and the connection on the deep ball. They keep taking them, which is good. They got a pass interference call last night. Uh, It really helped them uh, set up a touchdown uh, against, I think it was Zay flowers. So, you got to take your shots. Maybe you you connect on them. Maybe you get defensive pass interference. Maybe you get illegal contact. But you got to take them. And Baltimore keeps taking them. Um. So with that, let's just talk about Lamar because he's sensational. I mean, if you look at this play last night, uh, this touchdown to Rashad Bateman, Cincinnati does everything right on the play. Let's look at this play with 28 seconds to go in the game. It's third and seven right here. Third and seven, 28 seconds. You're in a two-by-two set. Aguilar and Bateman, and then you've got up there Zay Flowers in the tight end. And Lamar drops back, and he looks to the three-receiver side. It's pretty good coverage, man coverage over there. Comes back to this side. There's Cameron Taylor Britt on Rashad Bateman. He's got him covered. Now, here comes Mike Hilton out of the sky to force either the run or the throw, and he makes the throw. Like, it's pick your poison. What do you want? Four-man rush right here. Lamar looks right, comes back. Now he's outside the pocket. Here comes Mike Hilton. Do I pressure Lamar and stop him from running? And if I don't, he makes this perfect throw to Bateman for the touchdown. Broke the game wide open right before halftime. So that play is an example of just how difficult it is. Do you spy Lamar? Do you take somebody out of coverage, put them on him? Like that's kind of what Mike Hilton was doing. Didn't do any good. Um, he made a number of throws like that last night. And then I think when you look at Baltimore right now offensively, I know I talked about them missing the deep shots, but you're seeing the real emergence of Odell Beckham Jr. Now they paid him they paid uh, premium freight this offseason to bring him. But he's healthy right now and getting healthier. A couple of nagging things early in the season, but you know, he had four catches last night for over 130 yards. He had the big 51-yarder. He's getting a lot of yards after the catch. He's got making guys miss. I mean, the 51-yarder now, <clears throat> that was against D.J. Turner, who, you know, Cincinnati drafted at the University of Michigan. The guy ran a 4-2-7-40. I think he was the fastest combine 40-time, and Odell ran by him. So you're seeing – you saw it last week on the, the slant, you know, against Cleveland, 40 yards for a touchdown – We saw the touchdown the week before from Tyler Huntley. Um, We're seeing a lot more action. And look, quite frankly, without Mark Andrews, Lamar's going to have to probably throw to these receivers. And all of them stepped up last night. Jay Flowers leads this team in receptions. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming on. He's going to get more targets. And he wants the ball badly. He wants more targets, more touchdowns, more explosive plays. Not to mention what Aguilar gave you last night, what Bateman gave you. Um... You know, it's it's a pretty dynamic offense, and then defensively, they just make things tough for them. I mean, this is the favorite team; they're eight and three. They're out front in the uh, AFC North. You've got two six and three teams playing this weekend between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So one of those teams is going to be six and four. One will be seven and three in a game back. I don't know who it's going to be. We'll see if Cleveland can win a game with the rookie quarterback against Pittsburgh. It's Going to be a big challenge, but Pittsburgh looks like they're getting healthier and. You know, maybe once again, it's who knows? I mean, I'm not projecting too far ahead, but maybe it's just another AFC North battle between Pittsburgh and Baltimore as we begin the stretch run. So that kind of gets me off to Thursday night, kicked off week 11. I'm heading to San Francisco tomorrow. I'll be in Santa Clara, Levi Stadium on Sunday. And You know, we saw San Francisco go to Jacksonville last week and just take the Jacksonville Jaguars apart, make them look like they're not even a contender which I think they are, but San Francisco is just that good. And you can't help but just look at the quarterbacks, even in this matchup with Tampa coming to town. There's a little bit of irony here this weekend. Uh, I did last year's game between Tampa and San Francisco. Tom Brady, you know, I mean, the the offense was dreadful. I think they got one touchdown that day. Dre Greenlaw intercepted Tom Brady in that game last year and actually had the ball and had – after the game went up to Brady and asked him if he would sign the ball that he intercepted from Tom Brady. But the, the irony in, that in this game is Brock Purdy's first start last year was also against the Bucks at Levi Stadium. And I remember he had just come in in relief of uh, Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, the week before against Miami. And he, he played really, really well in that duty against the Dolphins and they beat the Dolphins that day. And the irony was even further irony is Brock Purdy wears number 13. They were playing the Miami Dolphins. His father grew up a Dolphin fan. And so thus Brock grew up a Dolphin fan and admiring Dan Marino, who happened to be on the sideline last year uh, in that game against Miami. And there's Brock Purdy honoring Dan Marino, wearing number 13. And he's seeing Dan Marino on the sideline, and I'm not comparing him to Dan Marino by any means. But that was his idol growing up. And so prior to that game last year against Tampa, I just, you know, I always make a Baldy's walk around the field before the game and talk to a lot of different guys. And I went up to Christian McCaffrey and to Kittle and to Debo. And I said, what did you guys see last week? And I remember going to Debo saying, this is what I saw, Debo. I saw a guy that could extend a play that was highly accurate over the middle of the field that played fearlessly and threw the ball with great touch. And he just, he looked at me, he just said, check, 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 check. And he goes, oh, by the way, that guy prepares like nobody else's business.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: And really, that's what he has been. So this weekend, Baker Mayfield, I mean, the number one pick in the draft out of, you know, Texas Tech and Oklahoma, you know, comes to town. He played pretty well last week in a Tampa Bay win. Got the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and played pretty good. They just don't have any running game in Tampa. They're just not very good up front on the offensive line. Not good enough at a couple of key positions. So I just think, you know, but we're going to see kind of like that quarterback duel. Brock Purdy against another number one pick, just like it was last week in Jacksonville. And dang Daniel Brock Purdy will probably outplay. I'm, I, I can't predict the outcome of the game, but it won't surprise me to see Brock Purdy just outplay another number one pick. And here's Mr. Irrelevant making number one picks in this league look irrelevant. And it's just it's just that quarterback conundrum. You know, we're seeing it play out this year between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. We're going to see it play out Sunday. And we'll see. Maybe Baker steps up. I've been doing Baker Mayfield games since he was at Texas Tech. Uh, his freshman year was a walk-on and a walk-on at Oklahoma and doing some of his college games. And I've seen him play a lot of football. And Baker, when he's protected and his play actions works, like – He plays the game. He's pretty good. But Brock Purdy, I think, is something special. And so we'll see. Like San Francisco wiped up Jacksonville. They're back home now. Uh, They've got a bunch of division games coming up. Seattle's coming to town. Like all this stuff is happening. Or San Francisco goes to Seattle pretty soon. So we're going to see them. They're going to see Seattle two out of the next three weeks after this weekend. So those division games matter. But I have a feeling – San Francisco took one game to get back on track after not winning a game for a month. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see Debo, Trent Williams, McCaffrey, IU, you know, the whole group. Uh, juice, like, just watch this, this offensive machine and defensive machine, see what Chase Young does. Look forward to talking to both uh, Nick and, and the Chase. And, and really for Tampa, like this young, this young kid, Kalaja Kansi. Uh, their first-round pick at a pit. Um, I'm I'm excited to watch Kalijah play live for the first time. I know him from training with him in the summers down here in Fort Lauderdale. He's a relentless trainer. Um, He has an array of moves. He's starting to put together his combinations that we saw him do at pit. I'm anxious to see him this weekend play live because I I, I think he's going to be a force for the Bucs for a long time to come. So that's the best football show on this Friday, kicking off week 11. I can't wait to see you in the film room next Monday, coming off my my red eye with no sleep and exhausted, but fueled by week 11 action. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,